At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. No investigation necessary. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 betting podcast. It's lights out, away we go, go, go. Oh, Checo is a legend. Absolute animal. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Mike, it's right. And the championship can only be won by one. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst, Mikhail Miranda, and betting expert, Ben Wilson. Welcome back, everybody, after a brief hiatus. We return to Beeson Formula One betting podcast. Mikhail Miranda is here. He's back from Dubai. I'm Ben Wilson in Las Vegas and ready to go, Mikhail. We have a big couple of weeks coming up starting this weekend. The Red Bull Ring in Austria. Then we go to Silverstone in the UK. So I know you are fired up. Great to see you back in the States, big guy. And what is this just going to be a Red Bull coronation because it is their home track. It is their home race. It, it seems that way as we'll get into the odds here in a second. But uh, that is my overwhelming thought. It's hard not to... Uh, as much as we love to see the drama and and different things play out in the, in these races, it's hard not to look at that, right? As we we get into the outset here, absolutely. The one thing that I was really hoping was that Red Bull would get their hundredth win as a team here in Austria, but they did it two weeks ago. No issues. They're happy for them. But again, yeah, it's the Red Bull ring. The Red Bull cars are very dominant this season. Uh, I do see Max Verstappen again just winning it. Uh, pole position, sprint race winner again because the sprint race is back for this weekend. So that's, that could be nice, extra couple points right there for teams. And then they're going to see uh, Max Verstappen win the race. Uh, I'm just you can't count out Max Verstappen. That's it. It's just a Red Bull race, period. No doubt. Well, the, the second sprint race we're seeing again, the new format this year. We've increased the number of sprint races, so. Uh, there are six now. This is the second of the year. We've already had one in Azerbaijan, and that was when Checo Perez was probably, wouldn't you say, Mikhail, fair to say, at his best this season uh, at, on the street circuit where he won the sprint race, won the race itself. Max Verstappen took third in that sprint race, took second in the actual Grand Prix there in Azerbaijan. So what's nice now is we look at the betting odds. It's I know a lot of F1 fans are, are, have probably been feeling like this has been a boring year uh, from uh, from the betting standpoint, and there's just been a lack of drama in a lot of these races. but the sprint race, doesn't it bring in some very interesting dynamics from a betting perspective now, Mikhail? Especially when you think about where Sergio Perez has been over the last three weeks. A 16th in Monaco, 4th 
in Spain and then sixth last time out in Montreal. And he's been in a disappointing run of form. Uh, Sergio has lost his form uh, in a very concerning manner, right? If he goes the next couple of races, especially here at home for Rebel, it's going to be very concerning for him because they have Daniel Ricciardo in a reserve position and next year's contract, again, they sign Checo to one year. But I'm pretty sure his contract is set because he did sign a three-year extension. Uh, so it's going to be like, all right, where do we gauge Checo? It's going to be concerning for Checo. It's going to be very demotivating for him as well. So he's going to look to try and come back here. Having the sprint race, if he can keep the car in check and get a good start off the line and just perform well, close to max as possible. Uh, I think Sergio will start to get his mojo back and start attacking a bit more. And I see this race as probably a comeback race for Sergio. Yeah, it, it feels like it has to be the race, right? Because if it's another struggle, then the talks get even deeper and it kind of feels like whenever Perez throughout his career has been in that back against the wall scenario whenever the murmurs are coming he usually delivers with a good race and this is a track that suits him and Red Bull very very well and so when you look at the sprint race props and that that will that will start the weekend before we get uh, the actual Grand Prix on Sunday from the Red Bull ring you know double three you're getting plus money right now if you believe that Red Bull can finish both in the top three in that sprint race itself is that a direction you're, you're looking at there Mikhail? Yes, absolutely. Given the downward trajectory of Checo's performance, Spurtsburgs think that Checo will not be able to deliver the same quality that Max does. So you're going to find some plus money for Red Bull coming up here in small places. Look, jump on that. You might think that it's... You're probably donating money to St. Jude's, as Michael Lombardi says, <laughs> on the Lombardi line and on the GM Shuffle, but... um. Sergio is, he's looking to get back. He's had two weeks off, enough to clear his mind. As I have taken two weeks off, and I know that cleared my mind. So Sergio will have a much more clear mind, much more clear picture. I'd exactly know where to attack, especially on a track that's got a medium downforce. It's just undulating is what it is, but it's got a medium downforce, a nice low traction. Uh, it's all about tire conservation and tire life. I think Sergio is going to do well here. And if you go back to last year, Perez had a very bad qualifying, kind of like what's happened to him here recently. He started 13th on the grid in the sprint race, which we had a sprint race here last year. So there's a little bit of data to go off on that. And he worked his way up to fifth. There wasn't enough time. Again, it's the sprint race. It's only a 23 laps. So a fraction of what you're, you're going to see in the full race went from 13th to fifth, finished outside that sprint podium as Verstappen was on pole to go into the sprint. He won the sprint. Shocker. I know. Uh, and then, and then in the race, that was one of the, uh, the upset, so to speak, Charles Leclerc, you're defending actual race champion as Verstappen got second. But you know, the other, we'll get to Ferrari in a second, Mikhail, but the other storyline I'd say a lot of betters are focusing on now heading into this week, it's, hey, Mercedes, we weren't sure what those upgrade packages would look like. And it's back-to-back podiums for Lewis Hamilton. And until a just a, an ill-advised decision and just a blunder made by George Russell, it was looking like back-to-back podiums for potentially for George Russell as well. Certainly back-to-back double top sixes for the Mercedes. So where do you see them at now, Mikhail, as we head into this race? I see them as finally showing their contender form. Now, it's not there all the way because, again, they are behind behind the ball by a margin but they have caught up to the rival team and they actually came pretty close to getting good results 
by my standards, right? I know what Mercedes can do. I know the pedigree that they have, especially in Lewis Hamilton and where they gauge Josh Russell to be in the next couple of years. So uh, when we saw the Aston Martin of Fernando Alonso overtake Lewis Hamilton for second and hold off, and uh, Lewis was coming back at him, um, there were promising results. Now, it's still a little bit disappointing, but it's showing much more of a promise for Mercedes. So I think we could still see them do pretty well here uh, the question will come down to Aston Martin and Lance Stroll where is he going to be able to perform is he going to be able to because now Mercedes have retaken second in the constructors over Aston Martin so while Aston Martin had a nice good lead Mercedes are back they're showing form this is exactly what Toto was talking about so Mercedes are looking to come back and looking quite strong now I, I would love to bet the double top six this week, especially because George Russell had been in pretty good form and it was just a, you know, we see it all the time in F1. You make one little mistake and bang, you're out of the race. And that's what happened, even though Russell's car looked very, very quick in Montreal. Uh, I, I, I like him in a bounce back race. The issue is, I don't know if I want to lay a dollar seventy five to do it for double top six. It seems like the books are, because Mercedes is already a public team, team so to speak, right, Mikhail? You're always going to pay a tax with them. I'm not sure at what point it becomes warranted. Dollar seventy five is obviously very, very rich, but that would certainly be that's certainly a belief I have. You're going to see both of those Mercedes drivers very, very competitive this week, even if they're not winning necessarily. So if you're going to be looking at something double, right? Top six is always going to be out of the top three, four teams because you're always going to expect them to be there. Right. So if you're looking, the one thing that I'm seeing a little bit value is Mercedes plus 500 to 5 to 1 for a double podium finish during the race. Uh, you're gonna, then you're going to ask me, where do you gauge Sergio and Fernando Alonso compared to that? Now, Fernando Alonso is a good driver. The Aston Martin has been taking in some upgrades, and the upgrades back in Canada did show, prove to be a much better car and helping overtaking the Mercedes. So... The Aston Martin is edging Mercedes just that tiny bit, right? Uh, and as I said, I'm hoping for Checo to get to for a comeback in here, uh, an underdog here. So if that's what I'm thinking, I probably will not bet this. But if we're going off the data, pure analysis, you're going to be then looking that Checo isn't going to, isn't doing that well. And Mercedes just edged out. George Russell was looking really good and just had a blunder. So he's got this mentality. So Mercedes are looking really good on form, looking really good to finish under Max Verstappen. So why would I not take them double podium finish at 5-1? to one? You see both you see both of the argument there. So it really comes down to what you're feeling and if you've seen these drivers, right? Uh, if you think that Mercedes, uh, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton are, are a strong pairing compared to Fernando Alonso and Sergio Perez, take the five to one. If you believe that Sergio Perez is coming back and you still think that the Aston Martin upgrades will edge out the Mercedes yet again by that little margin, uh, it doesn't matter about the margin, but it will edge it out, then you won't touch that. So those are your two arguments. Where do you gauge them? I gauge Aston Martin is edging out just a little bit with Fernando Alonso. And I think Sergio Perez is coming back. So I'm going to stay away from the 5-1 to one for double podium finish. But if you think the opposite of me, go right ahead. 5-1, to one, I think it's a good bet right there. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd rather just, yeah, I would not, because I'm a believer like you, that it will be a good week for Checo and Red Bulls on their home race. I'm, I'm not someone I would not throw the 5-1 to one out there. If anything, I, I would you know, look just, you know, the, uh, the bet to win strategy. Maybe I'm throwing a unit out. It might not be to win much, but at minus 175, one of those little, a bankroll builder type plays. I would look at at least on, on the Mercedes because I'm, I'm a believer in them now. 
I'm not sure that I'm a believer yet in Ferrari. It's going to take a lot for me, to, if we're being honest, Mikhail, to really believe in Ferrari. Now, look, in their defense, fourth for Charles Leclerc. By the way, first, uh, just top five for Leclerc since Azerbaijan in Montreal. And then Carlos Sainz continued to, I mean, it's, it's been a very consistent year for Sainz outside of the debacle in Australia, uh, which wasn't really his fault. That uh, A lot happened at the very end of Australia, but fifth place, exactly, in four of his last five races for Sainz and Ferrari. It just doesn't seem like the car has enough pace, though, to really to make a difference, Mikhail. Uh, Ferrari is just very difficult gauge. They've got a lot of problems when it comes. They have just lost another one of their team members to another team, right? Uh, so it's going to be like, all right, what do Ferrari want to achieve? They need to sit down, game plan. Uh, I don't think Ferrari is going to be doing that well. I think they're good enough to maybe fight for P3, but you're looking between P6 and P3 for both Carlos and Charles. Uh, Charles's mentality this year has not been on point, so we are going to be seeing him uh, regress, and that's what he's been doing all season. This is the first time he's been in the top six, right? So it's going to be like, all right, Charles, what are you going to do? Do we have the upgrades coming soon that might be able to help you get there? But as of right now, I think Ferrari does not look too good. Yeah, it's been an ongoing issue, and a lot will have to happen before I tie up more money of mine, because I already have a dead ticket on Charles Leclerc to win the Drivers Championship. That's a funny ticket that will go in my trophy case of losing tickets that, uh, that I hold, even though it's a mobile ticket on my phone. Uh, anyway, what, real quick, what about the, the, the slight tweak that the FIA uh, made this week for the tire rules for the sprint shootout? Um, they were modified. What do you make of that? Explain to, to the listeners what, what is going to be the impact of that this week. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You've actually got me there. I have not I seen got, anything. Yes. I got <laughs> Mikhail. Right. I got Mikhail. I got him. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, all right. So I haven't seen. So I'm going to say uh, the Bahrainian Baron has been stumped. That's not your actual nickname. That's just what <laughs> I like to do. Uh, no. So they basically no. What they what they they allowed and they're allowing teams and drivers to do. If you make it to Q3 of, of qualifying, you can use any set of soft tire now, whether it is new or used, so that all the cars that make it through to the final part of the shootout are able to run. And, and if you go, and it's because of what happened in Azerbaijan, which was our first sprint qualifying, where Lando Norris had no new sets of soft tires left. And so he was not allowed to run in Q3. And it was this, some, you know, somewhat, I realize we're kind of in the weeds here, but that was somewhat controversial. I, I didn't know if that really was enough of a, of a tweak to matter this week. It's obviously minor, but there have at least been some comments from some drivers uh, that, have, you know, there's always drama in F1. And there have been some comments uh, going back and forth from some, from some of these drivers this week. So that was all. Okay, I'm looking at this. Um, so it says, as the rules were originally written, drivers were obliged to use new medium tyres in Saturday's SQ1, Sprint Qualifying 1 and Sprint Qualifying 2, and the new soft on Sprint Qualifying 3. Uh, so it looks like teams didn't have new sets of soft. So uh, this is actually going to be major. Major, major, major. Look at me bringing uh, up something that's major. How about that? Yes. Uh, what this now allows is because that rule of no longer using new softs, you can use old softs, uh, you're still going to be getting an advantage because there's still half a second between the hard tire and the soft tire, and there's about two tenths of a second uh, from the medium to the softs. So given that... 
it is going to be interesting to see because now you can bring in a lot more key players, uh, especially into uh, qualifying two, sprint qualifying two. You can be able to bring in more players in the midfield and back markers. And you might see a couple of upsets. We have seen some upsets in qualifying, but that's just due to impeding. We saw that with Pierre Gasly in Canada. So uh, this could change it, but the upsets could be like, all right, Maybe Alex Albon goes on, slaps on a used pair of softs, and is now into Q3. It's going to change the game moving forward. So it's a very interesting rule change, and it's going to be a very competitive rule change for all the teams. Okay, that's all I was I was wondering. It's uh, it's good to know. Like that is like that is the big thing I'm looking at, and, and I mean we we believe this will be a bounce back for Sergio Perez. I think the last you know the last thing on this, uh, Mikhail, before we get into any other bets you've made, it's. You know, there have been reports he missed the media uh, commitments. He's been dealing with an illness. Uh, so we, we, again, there is a very small chance that, I mean, could Checo actually miss the race? I doubt it at this point. Usually this stuff is overblown you know, throughout the week. But that's, again, something to just keep in mind. Uh, and that might be why we're getting, you know, we, we feel like it's a good number this week on that double podium in the sprint race at plus 130 on Red Bull. And then also it's plus 110 on the double podium for the actual race itself. So just something to monitor uh, there toward the, toward the top of the race teams for this weekend. Uh, anything further down the board you're looking at teams you feel might be dark horse candidates to at least have some success and um, whether that's a double top 10 or, or something else in the race you're looking at this week. Dark horse. Uh, I feel like Alex Albon a plus 160, but I'm not too sure about that. This is uh, there's still some downfalls here at this track and the Williams is good in low downforce con- conditions. So I, I, I'm getting a feeling of Alex Albon. That's because he finished in the points given in Canada. Uh, so I don't know. There's something in the back of my mind. I got to watch that Felix album, but when it comes down to, um, Darko, I'm probably going to look at Landon Norris at minus 120 for a top 10 finish. I think that's a nice bet. I think Landon Norris proved some major moves in the McLaren in Canada. And I, I love seeing him do into the hairpin, doing some overtakes and people did not expect it. And it was really good, especially towards the end of the race. You just saw Landon Norris send it down the inside and be really confident on the brakes. So Landon Norris minus 120. I've only got three bets. Uh, it's going to be a double top three for the sprint race. Red Bull plus one thirty. Max Verstappen even money fastest lap and win the race. Let's go right plus money on Max anytime. Just jump on, and then uh, Landon Norris minus one twenty. And I will look at Alex Albon for a points finish at plus one sixty. Landon Norris yeah, Lando, is minus uh, one twenty four top ten. Yeah, you know, he's shown he's shown flashes. He really has the last couple of weeks with the uh, with the McLaren upgrades. He just hasn't put it together for a full race. I mean, he's shown the glimpses. You're just kind of waiting for a driver who talks a big game and people love the, the potential he brings. He just hasn't really shown it yet, even though the car has gotten better and better. Uh, at least that, that's what the numbers show as the season has gone on. And then Albon, best finish of the year at Montreal, a seventh last week. Uh, and just the last note on your Verstappen point, uh, he has done that twice this year where he has gotten the fastest lap and won the race, did it in Miami, did it in Spain as well a couple weeks ago. So those are the bets for Mikhail Miranda. You can give a follow to at Mikhail Miranda B. I am Ben Wilson. Stay tuned because, again, there could be some more developments as we continue on this week. Uh, in case there are any uh, any illness uh, replacements on the Red Bull side, again, we feel like those are pretty doubtful at this point. Not going to happen, but that's just something to keep in mind in the back of our eyes. Uh, Mikhail, you'll update us on the social media front with any additional bets you may make. And 
this is a fun time for us because we go right to Silverstone next week here. So uh, make sure you, you hit that uh, that like, that subscribe button. Leave us just a comment a if you note. would. Uh, so, so just, yes. I just want to say I'm happy for Alpine for securing some new investments. Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, and uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, part of their investment group, has taken some investments forward to its Alpine. So Alpine has got some nice money coming through. Uh, Keep an eye on Alpine if they're able to allocate more money to... It's because of the cost gap that they can't really d develop the car that they really want to at their pace. If the allocation seems to open up a bit more, you might see Alpine come out of the shadows. They're right now in no man's land with McLaren and below them and Ferrari above them. So they don't really have that much of competition. Like it's, it's even on par. But if they're able to spend more you might be able to see the Alpine do something amazing. Let's sign off again. Sorry. Just want to give that. Little note. I bet. Hey, welcome to Alpine, Ryan Reynolds. I'm sure. Yeah. Who knows? They, they Wrexham uh, made a big run through the English soccer table. So maybe Alpine could get, get into a challenging position next year. Who knows? Uh, anyway, we will see you next week because we've got a busy week ahead. Silverstone is after this week. We have a very busy week this week with the sprint qualifying sprint race and the grand prix itself from the red bull ring in austria uh, we're into the month of july starting with this race so action is getting hot and heavy and we're there for you every step of the way so for mikhail i'm ben best of luck with all your bets this week we'll be back early next week to recap everything we see at the red bull ring next time on the vsin f1 betting podcast Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.